Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to this week's edition of Panel Riot. This is the second in the three-part series of Terrible Movies, and uh, our guest this week is Mad Mike. But before that happens, we need a theme song. Intern Stan, would you do it, please? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to uh, Panel Riot. Like I said uh, said earlier, we are talking about bad comic book movies, and oh man, this week we are talking about one of the worst comic book movies that I have ever seen. Uh, we're going to talk about Blade Three, aka Blade Trilogy, Tr- Trinity, Trinity. It's so bad that my tongue is rotting out. That's how bad it is. But uh, joining us this week is uh, is a young man who knows his stuff. He knows about movies, both good and bad. Ladies and gentlemen, Mad Mike. Hi. How you doing? I'm fantastic because I don't have to watch this movie anymore. Me too. Because, <laughs> oh, my God. Like When you proposed which three of the movies, I was almost literally begging for anyone that wasn't this one. <laughs> I, I got to tell you, I didn't know what I was getting into. Uh, I I had uh, I had seen X three, which is going to be the the third part of our series here, um, and uh, I had heard all the terrible things about Spider Man three, but I had never seen Blade three, and there's a reason. I I think I watched this once when it came out because I was curious about Triple H, mm-hmm. and I blocked it from my brain. Like there, there was a mental block on there because as soon as I saw it, as soon as I watched it again, I'm like, oh yeah, that's this one. <laughs> <laughs> Triple H looked very puffy in this uh, in this movie. Did you notice that? Mm-hmm. He looked like he was stung by bees a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, bees that injected him with... <laughs> vampire serum. With vampire serum, yeah. Um... <laughs> Anyway, but before we get in the movie, uh, into the movie, um, uh, the listeners at home, you may be familiar with uh, with Mad Mike if you're a fan of the Sorgatron Media podcast. If you're uh, familiar and aware of the things that we do over there, uh, you absolutely know Mad Mike. He appears on many of our podcasts. He is a mainstay on the Rambling Movie Minute with Malengo and Sorg. He has been a member of the Wrestling Mayhem Show for many, many years now. How many years has it been? Oh. I don't even know. It's been a while. It's a been while. a long time, like yep. at least five, six years. Yeah, at least. Uh, and you are also uh, one of the uh, spearheads behind the wildly popular Thursday Night Wrestling Game Show. Yeah. And who all? Who who are the regulars on the Wrestling Game Show? Uh, well, generally it's me um, and the tag team champions of wrestling trivia, uh, the Riz, and our world champion Matt Carlins. Who is currently undefeated despite my attempt to dethrone him. Excellent. But I, but I am the first wrestling trivia champion, so. Very nice. And it's just a matter of time before you are, again. Yeah. Champion. Yeah, I, I assume so. If, if I have to, if I have to pay off a ref, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, so uh, let's let's get to know a little bit more about you. Let's uh, uh, give the people a background of uh, of who they're going to be listening to here. Um, so uh, presumably you do read comics, yes? Yes, I do. However, I didn't for a long time. Okay. Uh, when um, when did you uh, get into comics? Well, I got into the comic scene like um, when I was a kid. I watched Batman the Animated Series, Spider Man, X Men, all the mainstays, all the oldie big oldies, but I never read any books. Uh, just because I never had access to a comic book store. When I was in college, I started watching the Teen Titans cartoon. And uh, one of my friends told me that, hey, did you know that's a book that you can read? So I'm pretty sure the first real series I picked up was Jeff John's run of Teen Titans. And it blew my mind wide open. Just blew my mind wide open. Um that's when I started getting into everything. Like I got into Amazing Spider-Man, uh, Ultimate Spider-Man. Uh, I read a little bit of the other Ultimate comics. I fell out of most of them, but Ultimate Spider-Man I've read the entire run of, including Miles Morales and everything like that. Uh, it's fantastic. Currently, I'm still reading Ultimate Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man. Uh, more of a Marvel guy, but the DC books I do read, uh, I read Harley Quinn which I can't recommend highly enough. It's very much fun. It's She's almost like a female... She's written like a female Deadpool, which is fantastic. And I read the Smallville digital comic, which is ending next week, and it's making me very depressed because DC kills <laughs> everything I love. <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, I'm familiar with DC killing things that uh, that we love. I was, uh, I, was, I was a fan of DC before the New 52 happened, and then things took a turn. Oh, uh, one of my friends um, put it to me, no one got screwed over harder with the New 52 than I did because they took Teen Titans, which had just res- just gotten to its 100th issue mm-hmm. and was doing amazing, amazing stuff, and they completely trashed everything. Uh, that's they a bummer. They completely trashed it all. and I, ca- I don't even read it now. I can't pick it up. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just a shame. Um. <laughs> So, uh, so do you consider yourself more of a DC fan over Marvel? Um, not as such. No, I'm I'm much more of a Marvel guy. Uh, just multimedia. Like DC has it on lockdown when it comes to animation. I will give them all the credit in the world for that. Um, when it comes to books, though, I'm more of a Marvel guy. Like if there's a Marvel big event, I will give that a chance. If there's a DC big event. I don't follow many DC books because of the New 52. Like, mm-hmm. it ruined a lot of the things I did like. DC big events always give me uh, terrible nosebleeds and headaches. <laughs> um, but, uh, but no, I completely agree. When it comes to animation, DC puts out, consistently puts out, like, world-class animation, and Marvel is just okay, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, like, Marvel, the Marvel animation? Ugh. Ever since they canceled Avengers, Earth's Mightiest Heroes, and Spectacular Spider-Man, there hasn't been something that's really, you know... I, like, I'll even watch the Teen Titans Go show. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's just a 15-minute segment. It's the characters from the old show, but they're just like... It's like the Tiny Titans book, which is mm-hmm. a fantastic read. One of my favorites. Um, but it's just fun. It's a fun watch. Like... It reminds me that DC characters can be fun and not always dark, brooding, and serious. Right, right. Um, have you uh, have you watched the um, the uh, Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon? 
I have. Uh, I DVR the Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon. It has its moments. Uh, there are some things that they've done on it that I really enjoy, like Harry Osborn becoming Venom before mm-hmm. Flash takes it over. That was a stroke of genius that I really, really enjoyed because Harry gets a rough... He gets a rough go of it in the comic world. So oh, to yeah. see him to see him actually become superpowered as Venom, yeah, I like that. I like that and I wouldn't be I wouldn't mind if a movie went in that direction too. Mm-hmm. I think it makes more sense to have the guy that is supposed to be like intricately knows Spider-Man to be his best friend. That makes more sense to me. Yeah, I I agree. Yeah, I think I think as far as Marvel animation right now, I mean, there is that Guardians of the Galaxy cartoon that's coming out. Mm-hmm. So, but you know, I, I'm sca- I'm scared about that one though because I've seen Hulk and the Agents of Smash. <laughs> I, I have a feeling it's going to be similar. Yeah, I think you might be right actually. Um, although I did, um, uh, what's the 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 Super Super Friend Squad or whatever it is? Oh, Superhero Squad. Yeah, that's kind of yeah. fun. Oh, that's that's fantastic. That's Weird. that's very, it's very much in the vein of like Teen Titans Go. Like, they don't care how ridiculous they make their characters look. Mm-hmm. And yeah. there's, there's some, yeah, there's something to be said for that. Yeah. Um. Well, uh, that's uh, that's it. That's my bike. That's uh, <laughs> that's your comic <laughs> history. And uh, let's let's get into just the beginning here. Uh, before we take our first break, uh, about Blade. Three, Blade Trinity, this uh, just wow movie. Um, so, mm-hmm. uh, came out in 2004. Mm-hmm. This movie was two hours long. <laughs> <laughs> and I had to watch it twice because I didn't take notes the first time. So. Oh, jeez. Budget is 65 million worldwide. It made a relatively respectable 129 million. That's not so bad, but I think they made that on the strength of Blade One and Two. Yeah, I would say so because, oh man, this this would not be one to draw people in. <laughs> Unless you're a real big fan of Ryan Reynolds. To be fair, that's that could be a thing. That's true. Could, could absolutely be a reason. And uh, and. Um... Jessica Biel. Jessica Biel was very popular at the time. She was a that's, bit of a draw. That's true. And, uh, and, and of course, Triple H. Triple I mean, H that was, was there too. <laughs> that, was the, that was the reason I saw it initially. So, <laughs> so um, okay, let's let's right out of the box. Uh, first impressions of the movie. Tell me what sticks out to you. What is the best thing that sticks? And what is the worst thing? Um, the worst thing is they really, really wanted you to know this movie was rated R. Oh, boy, did they. Oh, wow. Did they ever. Like, uh, I know you like to keep it clean on, on the panel, right? So I'm not going to use any of the words. I'm just going to say they say falafel a whole lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, this is a filthy, filthy, filthy movie. Mm-hmm. It's like, um, the first two weren't rated R, were they? I don't believe so, no. But that be, that being said, I liked Ryan Reynolds. Like, if this was yeah. just Hannibal King stalking Dracula, I like that. 
I would take mm-hmm. that. Like, I would prefer if this was a Blade movie without Blade in it, and we just focused on the entire other score of Vampire Hunters. Because you had Patton Oswalt in there, you had Natasha Lyonne, and you had Jessica Biel. Uh, Patton Oswalt, what, what a waste that was. I mean, <laughs> he is hilarious, and he did not get, like, he got maybe one laugh line, and mm-hmm. it was terrible. It's okay. He's back as an LMD now on Agents of Shield, so it's all good. Right? Yeah, he's getting <laughs> he's getting his comeuppance. Um, I think I think the worst thing about this movie was that, like, it couldn't decide if it wanted to take itself super deadly serious or or be really campy and goofy. Yes. There was no in between. It was always one or the other. Mm-hmm. And uh, as for the best part of the movie, um, at one point I decided in my head that Ryan Reynolds um, was actually playing Deadpool. <laughs> and this whole movie was a crossover between Blade and Deadpool. And if you imagine that, this movie has a whole, suddenly a whole new dimension to it. It's amazing. Hmm. It, it, I mean, it, this thing is hyperbole. It's not amazing. But it is more interesting and watchable. Especially if this bleed... Like, if the time you have from X-Men Origins Wolverine, when their little band with Wade Wilson breaks apart, and he's like, hey, you know what? I'll go to New York City, call myself Hannibal King, and hunt down vampires. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that makes it a lot more fun. And isn't that just Deadpool's luck? He goes to a bar and ends up hooking up with a vampire who turns him into a vampire for a while. And it's... It, it, and... I'm telling you, there's a crossover movie between Blade and Deadpool, and that makes it a better movie. <laughs> Aside from that, this movie is garbage. Yeah, oh yeah, it's hot garbage. Yeah. It's very, not even... Oh. Very very uh, little to redeem this film. I'm shuddering thinking about it again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, folks, we are going to get into the nitty-gritty of this movie uh, coming up here in just a moment. Stick around. Just a few brief seconds. A word from our sponsor... Uh, and uh, we'll be right back with more Mad Mike, more Papa Lunchbox, and more Blade 3, and more Panel Riot. Stick around. Time for me to explain that Petri California Sherry is not only an ideal wine to serve before dinner, but it's also the perfect wine for almost any occasion. Petri Sherry is fine after dinner, when you're listening to the radio or just sitting around talking. And, of course, you couldn't ask for a finer party wine than Petri Sherry especially if your party is at cocktail time. If you don't know what wine to buy, you can't go wrong with Petri Sherry. But be sure it's Petri. Look for the letters P-E-T-R-I. They spell the proudest name in the history of American wine. Well, folks, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to this edition of Panel Riot. We are talking Blade Three with our guest, uh, Mad Mike. Our genuine thanks to our sponsor for this week, the Petri family, the family that took time to bring you good wine, as always. Uh, they're presumably good wine. Uh, Mad Mike, have you ever had Petri wine? Uh, I, you know, I've lived in New York City. And I, I found out about the Petri Company thanks thanks to Panel Riot. I've gone to every wine distributor, liquor store, the street, and asked them about Petri wine. And while they tell me the product is solid and delicious, they do not have access to it. And I need to find Petri wine. That is infuriating. Can't find Petri. 
I assume they're sold out. I just assume it's always sold out. I, I mean, I tried waiting on lines outside of liquor stores for the distributors to come in. Um, turns out the police frown on that. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. I could see that. Um, it doesn't. It doesn't help when you bring your own paper bag. <laughs> it doesn't help. I understand where it's coming from, though. You want to be helpful. You want to be like, look, I brought my own bag. We don't have enough to use yours. It's called saving the planet. I mean, exactly. that's really what it is. Recycling. You're recycling. Anyway, folks, find some Petri wine, drink it, tell us how good it is. Um, email us, panelride at gmail.com. So we are talking about Blade 3. And uh, what we're going to do is I'm going to give you a quick overview of the plot, and then we'll, uh, then we'll really get into it. So what basically happens is uh, some terrible vampires who can't act uh, discover Dracula, where he lived in Iraq, I think they mentioned, and they bring him back, and uh, they uh, they set up Blade to kill a human and get it on tape, and the FBI uh, arrests him and kills Whistler. Turns out Whistler had a daughter who's friends with Deadpool, and um, they decide to team up with Blade to take down these new vampires, including Dracula, and they they do. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Nothing else interesting happens, right? Um, I mean, do you count random blind women, babies, and flipping in daylight? Oh, interesting. I uh, okay. Well, let's let's examine that um quickly. Well, here. they, al- so they is... also they also want to they have an experimental weapon that they think might kill every vampire. Mm-hmm. Right, it's, it's like an airborne weapon. Yeah. Um. So there's uh, uh, the little team of Jessica Biel and Deadpool, and they're friends with um, Patton Oswald and um, a blind woman who actually plays on Orange is the New Black, mm-hmm. and um, I forget her name on that show. Yeah, it's, not, it's the actress's name is Natasha Leone. She was right. in American Pie and a bunch of other stuff, too. Right, right. And, uh, and they also have a, uh, a black friend. Who, of course, his name is Token. I think. I think his name might be. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. Did they actually give his name in the movie? All all that he does in the movie is drive. There are a lot of names that I don't ever remember hearing. Mm-hmm. And like, I still don't know what Parker Posey's character's name is. Nor I, should you. But no. let's let's talk about. You know, no, there there are some really terrible names, and hers is one of them. Uh, Parker Posey plays a vampire. Um, named Danica Talos. Ooh, that's yeah. rough. That's yeah. rough. Some of the other insane names. Ryan Reynolds is Hannibal King. That's pretty messed up. Um, <laughs> there's another vampire named Asher Talos. Triple H is, I think, Triple H takes the cake for awful names. His name is Jarko Grimwood. Mm-hmm. That's like a... a, a like an auto-generated character name on a D-level MMO. You know what I I'm mean? Pretty, I'm pretty sure if the man Paul Levesque got thrown into NXT today, <laughs> his name would be Jarko Grimwood. Jarko Grimwood, that's right. And he would have the silver fangs and the, the whole <laughs> thing. Um, oh. Patton Oswald was named Hedges, because why not? Um, that pretty much covers it. There was someone named Dex at one point. Mm-hmm. I don't know. 
Bentley Tittle. There was there are, there, are, there are a lot of oh and they decided not to call Dracula Dracula. Oh yeah, no, um, that's it. That's the worst one. What do they call him? Drake. They call him Drake. And and the whole movie, like the beginning of the movie, where they pull him out of a tomb. The only thing that went through my brain is started from the bottom. Now we here. <laughs> <laughs> The first thing that came oh, to my head. I can't even. Ugh, he's so Dracula can be an attractive human bro, mm -hmm. and he can also be this demon monster whose jaw unhinges in the middle, like the vampires did in I think Blade Two. Yeah, that sounds that sounds familiar. They do that. It's been a long time since I've seen that. Anyway, so. That's it. That's that's the basic plot. Uh, very little actually happens. There's, you know, it's at one point Blade chases Drake uh, through the sunlight, and one of the best moments happens um, <laughs> where uh, they're standing on a rooftop and Drake has a baby for some reason, just, you know, holding Yeah, he him. stole a child because they were running through a lot of tenements. That's true was the baby to Blade, and Blade decides to do a backflip first and then catch the baby. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, you know, vampires are rated on style points, I assume. That's true. That's true. It is like a Tony Hawk game when you're a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't Blade a hidden character in that? Uh, he might have been. I know Wolverine was. Wolverine was. I know Spider-Man was at one point, and I mean, if Blade wasn't, he should have been. He should be now. Like, the next Tony Hawk game. Him. Uh, I heard they're coming out with some new ones. Can we? Because I, I I would kill for a Christian Bale Batman voice at this point. <laughs> like like Blade doesn't even talk much. Uh, no. But when he does, it's just I'm like, oh, stop it, Willie Mays Hayes. Just, I do I do like when uh when Blade. <laughs> I. Blade drops some MFers in this <laughs> yes. uh, in this movie, and every time he says it, it's hilarious. Mm -hmm. And uh, <laughs> mega falafels for those. Mega, of you yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you just you've got to watch this movie and just laugh. At one point, I just started laughing every at everything that happened. Well, well, let, all right. Let's let's be fair. You don't have to watch this movie. You need to look on YouTube and see if there's a supercut of all the F words used in this movie. Oh boy. Because I'm sure there's a lot. Mm -hmm. It's no, probably true. like a five minute video. Uh, you know who did great in this movie was uh, Chris Christopherson. For the limited screen time he had, yeah, he, he was good. Because he, I remember I did see the first two Blade movies and really liked the character of Whistler. Mm -hmm. Yeah, me but, too. But it seemed like. I don't know if he just read the rest of the script and was like, oh, okay, this is where we're going, I'm out. Whatever whatever decision he made, it was the correct one. Yes. Yeah, I completely agree, because he got out while the getting was good, so to speak. <laughs> um, let's see here. I've got uh, Blade. Did you notice that Blade has uh, tattoo sideburns? Yes. I picked up on that, and I I thought that the tattoo the tattoo hair was a little interesting, considering the hairstyles Wesley Snipes has on his everyday life. No, because <laughs> they're not that different. 
Mm-mm. No, you're right. Um, let's see here. Uh, John Michael Higgins. John Michael Higgins showed up in this movie. And he played uh, the doctor, like the psychologist doctor, uh, Dr. Edgar Vance. And uh, it's a terrible character, but I love that guy. Mm-hmm. He, he's a great character actor. Um, he, I was hoping he would be more a part of the movie, like more a part of the overall plan. Uh, but it, alas, it was not to be. That's true. He was a... Um, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A throwaway character? No. Uh, not a minion, but a, a vampire... Underling? Underling, yeah. No, what's the word they use? Familiar. Oh, familiar. oh, familiar. Yeah, that was it. He was a familiar in the movie. Um, but yeah, love that guy. I got very excited when he showed up, and then he died. <laughs> uh, which was less than exciting. Um, so, uh, this, uh, in one way, this movie was very much ahead of its time, because uh, there's all of these characters who use bow and arrows now. Mm-hmm. Started with you know Katniss and the Hunger Games and everything like that, and uh, Jessica Biel in this movie uses a bow and arrow. Um, but what she also uses is an electric batleth. Yeah. Uh, how does that work? I don't know. It's it's like a batleth made out of sunlight. <laughs> I. It just looked like an intense laser pointer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm sorry. If you have that weapon and can harness literally sunlight, why would you not do that in the form of a laser gun? Yeah, yeah, instead of just like a string that unfolds like a transformer. And then you have to be like right next to a vampire to to cut someone with. Yeah. Like, don't you think that might be best as a long-range weapon? Because it's not harmful to humans, it's just sunlight. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, they might get, you know, skin cancer, but that's that's a long con, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Um, let's see here. So uh, I, uh, I I tried to keep the notes that I took to uh, things that I enjoyed about, mm-hmm. the, about the film, which means I didn't take a lot of notes. Um, and, and mainly it's comedic stuff, like stuff that I found <laughs> hilarious. Like, at one point, Triple H is chasing our heroes. Uh, he's on foot, and they're in a van. Okay. And uh, instead of him just running really fast, they sped up the film. <laughs> I didn't notice that. And it's the funniest thing, just watching Triple H. Like, have you ever seen a baby run? It looks like that. <laughs> just faster, like his legs are moving too fast for him and he can't really control it. <laughs> Tr- Triple H has never been... Um... No, known for his lucha libre skills, so he's not the quickest guy in his feet. He is not a he's a brawler. He is not a top rope guy. Um, uh, let's see here. So when they uh, Blade gets kidnapped, I have two two problems with this scene here. Uh, Blade not, he doesn't get kidnapped. He gets picked up by the FBI, right? Mm-hmm. And um, they rescue him and give him a serum. Hey guys, Lunchbox here. Uh, the he audio went bad in this section, uh, but I want you to know that Blade stood up and had a giant erection. Did you notice that? Back to the show. Um, I could not tell what that was. I assumed because it was rated R that it was something else. Mm-hmm. Because wow, I don't, uh, I don't even know if that was on purpose, but it was, <laughs> it was gratuitous. Mm-hmm. Um. 
and uh, but after they when they're trying to escape that area, um, they uh, they have this big fight scene in the hallway, where like they cut back and forth like blades fighting people, and then Hannibal King is fighting people, and they abandon the shake is a really good fight scene. Mm-hmm. Like they tried. Oh, they definitely did try, and uh, the fact that it was. Blade's crew fighting both the government officials and the evil vampires made it a little bit more dynamic. Mm-hmm. But I think it's funny in a movie called Blade Trinity, as soon as that fighting started, he up and left. Yes. He ran away. <laughs> and then they were shouting about why did he run away. Yes. Um, uh, so here's something else disturbing that happens is that uh, Ryan Reynolds is like, I used to be a vampire. And he like pulls down his pants a little bit to show his, like, I used to be a vampire tattoo. Like, you see, like, the first inch or so of his penis in that scene, I'm pretty sure. Well, I mean, it's Ryan Reynolds, and it's around the Van Wilder movie. If you don't get to see Ryan Reynolds' hip bone, he's not making his money. That's so, true. So, I mean, that that one was for the ladies, uh, whichever ladies are going to see Blade 3, I apologize for the guy that you're with. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, hey, hey to, to Ryan Reynolds' credit, he was in incredible shape for this movie. Oh, yeah. Phenomenal. Like, I'm, I'm not complaining that I got to see an inch of his penis. <laughs> I'm just pointing out that it's it was... They lingered a bit long on that. Um, so uh, they, uh, they decide that Dracula is going to call himself Drake. Mm-hmm. And then he goes out and finds a vampire store that sells vampire stuff. That was maybe my favorite scene in the movie. Now, let me ask you a question. Yes. Did it look like Nikki Bella and Jamie Kennedy as goths? <laughs> oh, it didn't when I saw it, but now that you've said that, yes. <laughs> the, my first the only... was like, Nikki Bella's in this movie. Wait, that can't be right. <laughs> the only thing I can think of is I want this store that sells all of the Dracula merch to be in a chain with the store from Men in Black 2 that had Julie the Cat Gaffney in it. Oh, yes. <laughs> Look, I want, the, I want those two stores to be owned by the same guy, and that guy just happens to be Wes Craven. <laughs> well, uh, to quote our, uh, our, our fearless leader, Sorgatron, on that note... Um, we are, uh, we're going to take our second break of the episode, uh, and, uh, we'll be right back with more Panel Riot. Please stick around. In or around the Pittsburgh area? Check out Metamorphosis, Pittsburgh's only full-service organic salon, spa, and wellness studio. Haircut? Check. Manny? Check. Petty? Check. Massages, highlights, sauna, and facials? Absolutely. We even offer professional yoga classes daily. Visit us at SpaPGH.com. That's S-P-A-P-G-H.com today. Because when you feel good, you look even better. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us again here on Panel Riot. Uh, Our thanks to our dear sponsors, Metamorphosis. Uh, Go check them out, SpaPGH.com. They do great work. Um, we are talking Blade 3. Uh, joining us is Mad Mike. Say hi, Mike. Hi. Uh, and uh, we are, you know, in the home stretch here with this just terrible movie. Um, I I don't actually remember what happens next. All I remember is that Hannibal King gets injured. How did that happen? 
Uh, well, Hannibal King uh gets injured because I'm they. I'm sorry, Deadpool. Deadpool gets injured. Oh well, yes, Dead Deadpool, which is odd because Deadpool can regenerate. So I think he was feigning it. That's but true. um, Drake goes to their head, the Night Stalker's headquarters, mm-hmm. and literally kills everyone except for Hannibal Drake <laughs> and the little girl. Because reasons, apparently. Yeah, that was weird. Hannibal Drake is probably one of the most effective killers in this movie, and they leave him alive because I'm guessing maybe he is Deadpool and they can't kill him. That's true. Yeah, no, that makes sense. That makes sense. During that whole scene, I was like, "Oh, they killed the." I I thought that they were we were gonna see him dead, and I was like, "Oh, they killed off the only likable character in the entire movie," but they didn't. He survived. Um. And well, that's, that's uh, because you have to have a Ryan Reynolds Triple H fight scene. That's true. That's true. But uh, at, at one point, um, Deadpool is kind of rehabbing and he's laying in bed and he's watching Star Trek. And that's a really good part in the movie is when Star Trek's on and we get to watch a little bit of uh, a little bit of that. <laughs> um, so of course they storm the the compound and everything like that, and then we encounter the Pomeranian vampires. Oh. Right? Um, before before we talk about the vampire dogs that Ang Lee took specific interest in, um, <laughs> can we mention that all of the Night Stalkers have GPS embedded into their skin? Wait, because say that again. The Night Stalkers have GPS embedded into their skin. Oh yeah. Um. I'm not one for clubs, but that seems like a really, really weird um, prerequisite. Yeah, that's true. Does the little girl have GPS too? Because that is a horrible thing to do to a child. One would assume. Uh, One would assume. Which, um, that's... uh, I don't know why they put that little girl in there. There wasn't much reason for it. You know what I mean? Well, they needed... Emotional manipulation. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. They need they, because they needed Blade for some reason. I still don't know exactly what that reason is. Like, I get why the Night Stalkers needed Dracula's blood because with Dracula's blood in their all vampires magic bullet, you know, you can kill all of them because the, he's the original. But I don't know why they wanted Blade. Yeah, I can't remember either. This movie wasn't great on plot. <laughs> um, anyway, so they they storm the thing and they torture Ryan Reynolds for a while, mm-hmm. and um, I'm sorry, Deadpool. They torture Deadpool for a while, and he gets off some good quips. Um, but uh, we encounter these vampire dogs, and I my, I love that the name of the Pomeranian was Pac-Man. <laughs> that was a highlight I, of the film for me. <laughs> I wonder how they were able to get away with that. I don't know. It's great though. Um, and then, as you said, we have Deadpool versus Triple H. Mm-hmm. And uh, in one of my favorite moments as a wrestling nerd in watching this movie, uh, Deadpool, Brock Lesnar's Triple H. Yes, he does. Because he, he breaks his arm in almost the identical fashion that Brock Lesnar broke Triple H's arm. Yeah, he used like the last year, right? He used the Kimura lock. Exactly. <laughs> Great. And, like, I wonder if Brock Lesnar, when scouting Triple H, watched Blade 3 and like, <laughs> oh, I mean, but yeah, like, I, I wonder if Brock Lesnar 
um, was scouting Triple H and saw Blade Trinity and said, oh, he's got a former injury. Okay, we're going <laughs> for that. Yeah. And it's it, the thing is, Triple H reacted in the movie the same way he did in real life, where he, he cried for a little bit, and then he was suddenly <laughs> fine the next week. <laughs> <laughs> the, on, the only thing that would have been better is if I'm raw, Triple H was just petting a Pomeranian. Oh, that would have been amazing. Uh, and that's it. You know, you can figure out what happens from there. All of our heroes survive, and uh, they kill Dracula. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And my, my final note just says, well, that's that then. Yeah, it, uh, I don't even know. Like, It's sad to think that they were thinking of maybe doing a Night Stalkers movie after this. <laughs> I would have watched that. I yeah, I, I would have been t- way more interesting than this garbage. I would have rather just seen Night Stalkers. Yeah. With with Ryan Reynolds and Jessica Biel. Mm-hmm. And and Patton Oswalt as there was in a van. Oh yeah. Oh Patton Oswalt. I did love that he was wearing a Fantastic Four shirt when he was introduced in this movie. <laughs> you know, I'm sure the wardrobe people were like, eh, why not? No one's no one's really going to see this. Yeah, nobody's gonna watch this. Yeah. Um. So, I, after doing a little research, there were multiple endings. To this oh movie. Jesus! Was one of them good? <sighs> good. I. Good. Okay. That one maybe. Okay. So okay. there's the theatrical ending, right? Mm-hmm. In the theatrical ending, uh, since Blade fought honorably, Dracula decides to um, turn into Blade as he dies so that it's like a parting gift so that they think Blade is dead and Blade can continue with his life, right? Oh, that's not bad, actually. Yeah, that's not so bad. Um, and uh, Blade is out hunting the rest of uh, the rest of the vampires. There's the unrated ending, okay, where the FBI actually does retrieve Blade's body. Um, but he's not dead. He pops up and uh, he goes to attack a nurse and kills a bunch of FBI agents. And the ending is kind of ambiguous because it implies that maybe Blade kind of gave into the vampire thirst after all, like Drake said he would. Huh. Um, and then there's <laughs> okay. This is the one that I kind of I kind of enjoyed. All right. So the okay. the, vi- the the vampire virus wipes out all the vampires on the earth. Okay. Mm-hmm. Blade walks off and. The sunset, and uh, he's he's like finally, you know, no more vampires to fight. And then you see Jessica Biel and Deadpool fighting. You ready for this? Mm-hmm. Werewolves. <laughs> and the idea is that now they're gonna fight werewolves. Wow. Ah, come on. Now, I will only accept that as pure canon, if that is John Jameson. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Which one, which ending did you see? Uh, I saw just the standard one where it's just a random body that they pick up, and that was that was it. Okay. Yeah. How I didn't did you... get to see any, I didn't get to see any of those fun endings because those all sound more interesting. Yeah, I saw I saw the the regular like theatrical ending as well, mm-hmm. where it's just like oh it's it's Dracula but it's Blade and all that mess. 
this but, movie. Oh man, so bad, so so bad. I know, I know. So, um, okay, so we're gonna do a, a quick little wrap up here. Um, we're gonna we're gonna as I like to do on this show with various things, we're gonna say something good about the movie, something bad about the movie, like and then and then how we could improve it. Okay. Okay. So. Uh, you start. Tell me. Tell me something good <laughs> about this <laughs> frightening movie. Uh, something good. The fight scenes were actually very well done. I like the choreography of the fight scenes. They're very believable, in as much as they're vampires fighting vampires. Uh, and the stunts were fantastic. Like, if you're just looking for a popcorn action flick, and don't care about plot at all. <laughs> sure, Blade Three is your jam, but if you like to listen to things, just don't. <laughs> yeah. Yep, I agree. Uh, I would say that uh, Ryan Reynolds was a highlight of this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely, he was one of the only enjoyable parts. Even when his jokes didn't land, he was still an interesting character um, who tried. Jessica Biel was like it was like watching a wet piece of paper act, <laughs> you know, it's not, not great. Um, so yeah, Ryan Reynolds was a highlight for me. Something bad, something oh. deeply flawed about this movie. Okay, um, let let's talk about Parker Posey for a second. <laughs> now okay. now Par- now Parker Posey, I like Parker Posey. I I want to say this out front. However, my dear sweet Parker Posey, if you're going to spend an entire movie wearing fangs, you should try beforehand to correct your lisp. Because having a lisp is not a bad thing in movies. But if the lisp is going to be compounded exponentially by wearing awful vampire fangs, you do not a threatening villain make. Yeah. <laughs> that, that does, like, was I ever scared that Parker Posey was going to eviscerate someone? No. Mm-mm. Like, Parker Posey works as a more effective villain in Josie and the Pussycats than she does in Blade Trinity. <laughs> I mean this sincerely. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. I don't understand it. She's a good actress. Mm-hmm. You know? I've seen her in other things. She's great. When she was on Parks and Rec, she was very good. When she was in Bored to Death, she was amazing. Um, even even uh, 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 the stuff she did on Boston Legal was good, right? Mm-hmm. Why is she so bad in this movie? <laughs> was she doing it on purpose, you know? <laughs> well, I think they may have told everyone except Wesley Snipes, like, hey, this is camp. But Wesley yeah. Snipes was like, no, this is deadly serious. And we yeah. want you to say mega falafel with as much pathos as you can muster. <laughs> it was crazy. He made it work, though. You know, yeah. props props to him for, you know, really playing the same character as the first two movies. Hey, but you know what? Back then, comic book movies were different. Like, oh, he was really the guy who brought them back. Mm-hmm. As odd as it is to say. That's very true. I mean, Blade One was, you know, 1998. You know, that is 
ages before uh, Iron Man and even well before um, uh, X-Men. Yeah, even before Spider-Man, X-Men, any of those, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, that was, 98. Um, was that only two years after Batman and Robin? Oh. I don't it know. It might have been. It, it, it's definitely less than five years after um, after Batman and Robin. Let me, let me take a look here. Batman and Robin. Um... Not 1949, no. 97, <laughs> it was one year, it was the next yeah. year. Wow! Batman and Robin happened, and then Blade, the first Blade movie happened in the next year. Wow, so that that took some, uh, that Jeez. took some silver fang cojones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, it did, yes, it did. Um, okay, so how would you improve this movie? If you had, if you had uh, total impunity on how to change this film, how would you improve it? Aside from um, firing Parker Posey, you know I really like your uh, your um, idea to make this a Deadpool continuity. I think Deadpool posing as Hannibal King to a try and bang Whistler's daughter and <laughs> to kill a whole lot of people makes infinitely more sense in the world than anything else in this movie. Mm-hmm. And oh my God! If you could somehow work that with the end of <laughs> X Men Origins Wolverine into Blade Trinity into whatever the Deadpool movie is going to be, that's a trilogy of awfulness that could be fantastic. Yeah, I, I agree. And then after the end of Deadpool, he finds a purple alien and he goes out of space. Just so we're just they're just gonna weave Deadpool into everything now. <laughs> well, I I want Ryan Reynolds to get work because I like him in comic book movies. He just hasn't found a good one yet. Yeah, I do like uh, I do enjoy Ryan Reynolds, and I think um, just some bad choices, just some rough choices on his part. You know what I mean? <laughs> just uh, I I don't even want to get into uh, Green Lantern. <laughs> because I can't, because I, I haven't watched it, because I won't watch it. Because, come on. I will say Green Lantern was better than this. That's good to know. That's good to know. I'm sure I'll end up watching it for this for this podcast, but... Oh, Green Lantern. Um, if I was going to improve this movie, um, it just needs it needs less stuff. There's too many characters, and it needs more focus. It needs to be more lean. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's there's all these villains and all these characters and all this flash and and you know all these different sets and everything like that and it's too much. It's bloated. It needs to be slimmed down and more straightforward. I think that's uh, that's that's what it needs. It kind of reminds me of the Transformer movies. I have like, only seen the first one. Like th- there are so many evil vampires that they're probably nameless Decepticons. Yeah. And you know they're just fodder and they're going to die. You're right, just like Triple H does. Mm-hmm. Good lord. Hey, Triple H put someone over. He Props for Triple H. He puts, he puts over Deadpool. Nice. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Triple H. For giving us Deadpool. Um. So, final thoughts. Any any final thoughts on this uh, on this movie or anything really? Oh, it wasn't. I've seen worse movies. I have not seen worse superhero movies. <laughs> and I include almost anyone you could... Like, I've seen the, 
the 80s Captain America movie. I thought that was better. Um, I've seen Daredevil. I own Daredevil. I thought Daredevil leaps and bounds better than this. I think Daredevil gets a bad rap. It does. It does indeed. Yeah. It's not a terrible film. I, I wanted this to be so much better than it was. Because I, I like so much of the subplots and the sub-actors. Mm-hmm. It's just Wesley Snipes kind of kills it for me. Yes. Yeah, I agree like, with you. And, and for a guy named Blade, he really uses his sword. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And even that that sword fight at the end where he fights Dracula is not great. No, it's it's probably the weakest fight in the movie. Yeah, I agree. But somehow the fight between uh, Deadpool and Triple H is the best fight in the movie. Mm-hmm. It's really what. Although I do, I do love the the hallway fight in uh, in the FBI headquarters. Oh, FBI regional headquarters. <laughs> yes. Oh, and um, the Wachowski brothers. They used the um. They turned people into Capri Suns. <laughs> the oh, the vampires. Oh jeez. Oh, I because they were. Scene. They were going to turn the... Uh, I cannot believe I almost forgot about this part. They're go- they turn people into Capri Suns yep. to keep the vampires feeding. A vacuum-packed humanity. Oh. Like, I can't. I want to say, say they're fans of the Matrix because it looked... Like, it was one step away from calling someone Copper Top. Oh, to say the least, they were fans of the Matrix. This it it, it seemed like whoever made this movie, uh, they watched the first and second Matrix movie, and they looked down and were surprised to discover that they had an erection, and they were just chasing that dragon. <laughs> and then they made this movie trying to chase that dragon. <laughs> so, would you, would you suggest people watch this movie? If you want to watch a trinity of superhero <laughs> movies. This isn't the worst one you can watch. However, it is far from the best one you can watch. Uh, can... But like like I said, a popcorn action flick? Sure, go nuts. Yeah. I would, I would liken this movie to the music of Fish. <laughs> uh, not great. It's not groundbreaking in any way. It's, uh, but if you want to put on something that you can ignore, this is the thing for you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, well, folks, that's it. That's it. Mike, thank you so much uh, for joining us. It's your first time on Panel Riot. Thank you very much. Woo! It was my pleasure, sir. I've, I'm a big fan of the show, and not because, not just because I'm a big fan of you and the things that you enjoy. I enjoy the show, at, although I, all right, I wasn't going to say anything. I think you might need a new intern. You know, we flirted with idea, that idea for a little bit, but Stan redeemed himself. Stan okay. really, he really brought it around when he started, you know, with the the you know, uh, comic book television show themes. Uh, okay, I, I, I mean, he he's working his way back. I I just wish he would show me that smile again. That's all. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be. He's fine. Stan's doing fine. You're right. You're you're good. Stan. You're fine, right? Stan. Stan. He's asleep. Um, <laughs> Was he can... even recording? Uh, no, I, I do all the recording. Okay, all right. Stan, Stan's <laughs> just kind of there for... What the hell does he do? 
Anyway, um, Mike, where can where can people find more of you on the internet? Well, you can find me at MadMike483 on the Twitters, where I talk about a lot of nerdy things. Uh, you can find me on the Wrestling Mayhem Show Tuesday nights on Sorgatron Media. And you can also find me on the Rambling Movie Minute, where if you like hearing me talk about comics, oh boy, do I talk about comics on that show. <laughs> and uh, all comic book movies and TV shows and all things related to the like. Fantastic. Uh, thank you for uh, for listening to us here on Panel Ride. If you want more, more is available. You can join us anywhere, or I'm sorry, anytime on the internet at panelriot.com. You can also follow along on Twitter at Panel Riot. Uh, you, of course, can hear our sweet, sweet word, honey, uh, on Stitcher Smart Radio, iTunes, of course, the big one. Uh, and uh, we are also on Spreaker. So if you're on Spreaker, find us. Uh, I, I really want to know what you guys think of the show, uh, especially this little uh, this little stretch here about uh, bad comic book movies. Um, so uh, send us an email, panelriot at gmail.com. Tell me what you think. Tell me what you think. Tell me what you think of me. Tell me what you think of the show. Comics in general. I really want to know. Thanks for listening, True Believers. Until next week, when hopefully I will have finally thought up a catchphrase. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com.